0: You're listening to Everyday Engineering, the City of Madison's engineering podcast where we talk about infrastructure. Complex topics explained simply from the water that flows down your drain to the rain and snow that drains into the lakes. By way, the curbs and streets we design. City engineering touches your life in so many ways. Explained right now in Everyday Engineering. All right. When this topic was pitched to me from our engineers, I said... How can we make this more listener-friendly? Today, we're talking soil amendments. And just wait, if you don't know what they are, please keep listening because we're going to share not only what they are simply, but really how they can benefit you. My name is Hannah Molinitsky, City of Madison Engineering Division Public Information Officer, and I'm joined by engineers Jojo O'Brien and Phil Gabler today. Okay, you guys, both of you, soil amendments, what are they? (laughs) Let's start there.
1: All right, so when you think soil amendments, you know, I think of your your lawn not, as a garden for grass, right? And if you have poor soils, your garden's going to grow less well, right? And oftentimes our lawns get really compact, and so there's not any air left in the soil. And when there's not air, there's not room for water. So what a soil amendment does is you are going to, specifically, essentially add compost, or probably heat moss. And you're gonna add in this carbon, kind of fill up the soil a little bit so that you break up the compaction, have more air holes, and then the compost or the heat moss will keep so keep that soil open so that when rain does land on it or water gets routed to it, fill up those air holes and let that water soak to the ground and that by the
0: So when would you do something like this? Are we just digging up our whole lawn and then packing it back down? Like, how does that work? And do you do it for your whole lawn? I have lots of questions. Can you tell? Um, Yeah. But I think the listeners also will have these questions. Like, do you do your whole lawn or do you do parts of your lawn? Kind of walk me through, like, logistically, how do you do this and why would you?
2: Yeah, so research that was just recently done by Carolyn Voter, who's a PhD candidate at, or got her PhD at UW, and Steve Lohide, who's a professor at UW, found that if you just do a five foot by five foot square where your gutter drains out the downspout to your yard, that can make a significant impact in a whole watershed if everyone starts doing that. Five by five. Five by five, or even on your own lawn. So if you just take five by five square, and you add in this compost and you amend your soil, the technical term. <laughs> um, a lot more of the water coming from your downspout is actually going to soak into the ground, and that can make a significant impact if everyone starts doing that on how much water is actually reaching our stormwater system and the pipes. It can help improve water quality because that water is soaking into the ground and then not diluting out um, the other water in our treatment devices when we're trying to get sediment to settle out and. Ponds or bio retention, things like that. Um, so that was very exciting research that we were very grateful that the UW did.
1: Absolutely. Because the kind of the previous theory was and most of the soil amendment work out there was you have to figure out a way to do this to the higher right? And it's really that gets that concentrated flow from the downspout that's the most important. Um, on larger scale operations, there have been times people would put compost on the ground and then use a, a tractor or a bulldozer with a big steel rod that went into the ground to pull it through the, the field and kind of rip up the soil that's been compacted with that equipment that's done on a much bigger kind of subdivision scale i don't think any of our residents of madison are going to rent the bulldozer and <laughs> rip up their whole lawn And we're not asking you to do that, just to be clear. (laughs) No,
2: this is a little bit more of an attainable DIY um, where we can ask residents to help. And that's something that fits into the city stormwater section's overall goals of trying to improve water quality for our downstream lakes. So we're trying to keep those nutrients out of the water. That's something that you're probably hearing over and over again on these stormwater-themed podcasts. Mm -hmm. Um, And that helps make sure that our lakes and rivers that our stormwater drains to are better for fish habitat and for recreation um and we are mandated to do that by the epa and dnr not only is it the right thing to do um and then additionally it can help if done on a large
0: scale reduce the volume of water that's heading into the sewers so okay so we talked about what they are how they happen in lawns we're not asking you to rip up your lawn your whole lawn we're not opposed to it. We're not opposed. But no, but we but we're not asking you to rip up your whole lawn and make it a whole big mess. But the five by five is a is a good thing that everybody could do. Um and then the benefit. So the why. Why should somebody consider to do the five by five?
2: So one thing to consider is that a lot of the reason that people are uninterested in some of our other green infrastructure, so infrastructure that's treating stormwater at its source when it falls, we're trying to get it to soak into the ground to infiltrate. Um, People don't like the look of native vegetation, and while we think native vegetation is super important, we would still like those people to be able to contribute to infiltrating stormwater. So this is a way that you can do that if you really don't want to plant any native vegetation. Um, you can also do it with native vegetation, so that's an added bonus. But this is kind of a pretty easy option for people that have aesthetic concerns or have very limited space and want to make sure that they conserve the portion of their yard that is typical turf grass.
0: And, and if anyone's not familiar, native plants are awesome, but there's always that that worry that they might look too wild or or that sort of thing. But they really And it are. is nice
2: to have a little bit of lawn for kids to play in and right. things like that. And this is, you know, doesn't take over any of that at all, then, depending sure. on where your downspouts come out. It can be inconvenient throughout Durango.
0: Sure. Uh, how do you know? How do you know? If you, you look at your yard, you listen to this podcast episode, you think, okay, soil amendments. I know a little bit about them now. Uh, I want to. I want to do this in my yard. I want to help the city. I want to help our watershed. I want to help. Um, and I want the benefits that Bill um, and Jojo just explained. How do you know if, if your yard needs a soil amendment or if you can? Or are there any restrictions? How do you know?
1: So if you look at your lawn, right, uh, and you look at the soils your grass is growing in, it kind of comes in three flavors. Sand, there's silt. And there's clay. And mixes of those three kind of ingredients determine how fast water is gonna soak into your ground. And then you add in this variable of compaction. And so if you have a relatively new lawn, so let's say less than fifteen years old, and it was built with standard modern construction technique, your lawn is likely very, very highly compacted. And you know, depending if you had a lot of clay in there or not, you might have almost no water soaked into your lawn when it rains or very, very little. And there's ways that you can test that.
2: So there are, I would say, the more technical, probably approved way to do it would be using a single-ring infiltrometer. Okay. And, and then what is that? So <laughs> that is a device that scientists and stormwater engineers use where you can actually measure the amount of water that's soaking into the ground. So you have, like, a big kind of PVC tube. Mm-hmm. And you dig that into your ground a little bit. You, like, remove the grass and put it in. Um, And then you would pour water into that so you could see how much it kind of fills up. Mm -hmm. And then you'd see how quickly that soaks into the ground. Mm -hmm. Um, You can do the more crude way that I did in my lawn when I was building a rain garden, which was to dig a hole about the size of the bottom of a five-gallon bucket Mm -hmm. and dig it a foot and a half deep. And then pour in water and measure how deep the water was when I poured it in. And then watch the water all go down. And then it's best to do it again. So your second bucket dump, you pour it in, you measure how deep the water is, and then you see how long it takes that water to soak into the ground. Experiment. Experiment. So you're out there with your ruler and you might go for a little walk and come back and then check how much it soaked into the ground.
1: If you have six-year-olds and/or grandchildren, it's a great activity for them. You just have to limit the number of tests. Okay. S-E. Okay. Uh, yeah. So yeah,
0: yeah. You
1: know, we call it the single-ring <laughs> infiltrometer test to make it sound scientific a little bit. Uh, <laughs> it really is just trying to concentrate the water soaking into one spot. Then dig a hole and pour water in. A technique I think works fine for this, and it's going to overestimate the amount of infiltration you actually. Because right, some mm-hmm. of that water is going to move sideways. Some of it's going to go down. But if you do the true infiltration test from the scientific method, you're really only measuring the amount of water that goes straight. Okay. And, and when it rains, it rains on the whole lawn.
0: Plastic okay. pipe would prevent it from going outside. Okay. Who does soil emit?
1: Oh I Handled one other thing. We yes. got to gotta circle back. Here. Okay. Right. You got to so, know what's good. Yeah.
2: You know how many inches and how many hours?
0: Okay, yeah. so we're not okay, so we're still on the test.
1: Yep, so if oh, you have if okay. you have six results
0: test in, results. Test results.
1: We have to analyze <laughs> our results since we're scientists here.
0: Okay, yes, yes. Okay. Okay.
1: So let's say you, you do this and you have a six inch deep hole and you go for your walk and you come back in an hour and it's all gone. Jojo, should we put in soil in then
2: At this point your grass is, and your soil is probably in good enough condition that it is infiltrating really quickly and adding soil amendments won't make that big of a difference. And instead, it'd be really great if you could build a rain garden or do other sorts of green infrastructure where you could target more water into that hole and soak in.
0: I stuck with you there. Thanks for bringing me back because you lost me for a second. But I do think that makes a lot of sense. So basically, you can do that test, see how water is basically draining through your soil, if it's working or not. Yep. And then. If it is draining, you go for your walk. You come back. It is draining. Maybe you don't. It's you don't have such an urgent need to do a soil amendment. But if it's still in there, that might be a good option for you. Yeah, and there's that's a good way to tell.
1: Yeah, and this is a gradation, right? Like people are going to fall everywhere in between on this. Yeah. And I think you know if you're below a half inch an hour, uh, I would consider doing a soil amendment. Okay. All right. Like that it is. And you can do it at multiple downspouts. So you can do do this test if you
2: don't love digging holes.
0: Right. I don't know anyone who particularly loves digging holes. My (laughs) fiance seems to
2: really enjoy digging holes. Oh, okay. Okay. So you could dig one at the end of each downspout, or you could do a downspout or two and kind of see what they look like. Um, You could have some variability around your house. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Also, depending on how you use that area, if you're walking over it all the time, that might be more compacted. but you can test each of those locations and see which downspout is best target for a soil amendment. Ideally, we'd have you add soil or do the soil amendment anywhere where you did have low infiltration. But picking the ones that are in the worst shape or taking the most amount of water from your roof are ways that
0: you can help start to prioritize these DIY projects. Yeah. Okay. So then we're on to this question. Who does them? Who do you call? Is this something we can do on our own? And you said DIY, so I'm assuming we can do them. But who do you, what if you just don't, wait? you want them, but you don't want to do them, or you don't know how to do them, who do you call?
1: Any reputable landscaper would be able to do this work. It's pretty simple, and I think they just might need a little direction because it's not something that's on your normal checklist of uh, lawn improvement, but you could ask someone to do the five-by-five, five, uh, drop out you know, six inches deep mm-hmm. at each downspout. I would get three quotes because some people might not know exactly what you're asking and uh, bid high. Sure. So I would get more than one quote. And But this is really such a small-scale project mm-hmm. that it might be just as good to hire the neighbor kid. <laughs> uh, it's really low risk. Right. You are still going to want to call Digger's hotline. Just so you make sure that you don't put your shovel through the gas. Mm-hmm. And plan accordingly. 10 days out.
0: Safety first, always. Um, but it's, it's relatively, the five by five is not too much. And, um, okay, Maybe so yeah, you, you're oh. making me think about soil in such a different way. And if you really want to help with um, that infiltration and everything like that, I'm thinking about, like, the why why people would do the 5 by 5 and why we should do the 5 by 5 I know I've asked that already, but I think that this is supporting that.
2: Yeah, so this is what you can do to try to take care of your own stormwater that's coming from your roof. So not only is it helping the whole system and improving water quality of the lakes and if everyone's doing it, you know, starting to make a dent and reducing some of that flooding, especially if your water is typically flowing off your yard into your driveway and then into the street. Um, But something else that's important that we've touched on in previous podcasts is you're recharging the groundwater. So because of all the impervious surfaces that we have in the compacted soil, there's not a lot of stormwater from when it rains that actually soaks into the ground and is recharging the groundwater. So it's a really important part of this as well.
0: What happens if we don't do these? If we just say, you know what, soil amendments aren't for me. I I don't want to dig a five by five. I don't want to call anybody to do it. You know, what happens if we don't pay attention?
1: Okay. Well, the majority of the water that runs off of your roof out that downspout is just going to go across your lawn and out into the street where it aggregates with everyone else's water mm-hmm. right we have more water that's going through our treatment devices if there is one downstream or it's carrying more sediment and more pollutants into our lakes and our, our waterway this is kind of the lowest tier of entering into the the green infrastructure world
2: and it's a great way to kind of be involved and be a little citizen scientist. So something that's really important that people typically don't do. And we talk to people all the time that are like, oh, our yard was flooding and we thought it was coming from here. And then one day we went outside with an umbrella and we looked while it was raining and we actually saw the is coming from this pipe or this place or it's coming from my neighbor's yard or it's going here, it's going there. And it's it's really important to kind of get acquainted, acquainted with your own drainage. Um, and it's fun when it's raining to put on a raincoat or grab an umbrella and head out and kind of see where that water's flowing. So you might find that if it doesn't seem ideal to put your five-by-five soil amendment right at the bottom of your drainage pipe, you might find that your yard kind of drains to one point. And if you add in the soil amendment in the low spot in your yard or where all the water's going or the little river that forms through your yard, in any of those places where the water's actually moving to or across, um, that can be really helpful as
0: well. Is it expensive? Do, I mean, I guess we what tools we need, but a shovel and (laughs) yeah, let's walk through the process, huh? We have a few more minutes, but let's let's talk about cost and tools.
1: All right,
0: so someone wants to do this if
1: you want to do this on the cheap, right? Yep, you already have a healthy green lawn, you have compacted soils, you've done your tests. So, the first thing you're going to want to do is mark out your five by five and you're going to want to scrape off the sod. Just the sod with the root, so that's maybe two and a half. Set that aside and save that for later. Now you're going to have a hole, and you're going to dig out some of the soil, and you're going to find a spot in your yard. Put that. Not back. And then you're going to fill the hole back up to where it was after you took the sod off with compost. Mm. And then you're either going to have the neighbor kid or yourself shovel that in and just turn it over and mix it into the ground. Or if, you're, uh, if you have a rototiller, you could rototill that and put the sod back on. Water now. If you don't have healthy lawn, now let's say I was doing this in my yard, I um, might think that I would want to put uh, grass seed down. Right? I'm like, I'm, I'm fixing this, and I'm also going to put down grass seed, or something went wrong with the sod removal process, and <laughs> it just it's gone. Or you okay. want to put
2: some native plants?
1: Well, no, I, I was going to say if you do grass. You're going to want to protect that surface and you're going to want to route the downspout past the amended soil area until that grass is established. Because otherwise, you're going to create erosion and you're going to get a gully where you wanted to have amended soil. And we don't want that. So you can get that flexible black tubing, uh, very inexpensively from any big box store, the hardware variety. And you just put that on your downspout and put it right over the top not the perforated solid, and that will route the water over your uh, path. Just for a short amount of time until your grass is established. Yep. Hey, And if you do natives, put your natives in and put a little mulch on them. They should...
0: Anything else about soil amendment? As we wrap up, last question. Um, anything else? Resources? Anything else? If people have questions, um, anything else about this to convince people? You've convinced me, because now I'm thinking about my lawn in a whole different way, and I'm also thinking about soil in a whole different way. Um, but I guess to do this or anything else you want to
1: I think I, I didn't talk about how much compost you need. Sure. So let's say you were going to buy bags of compost because it's only a five-by-five five square. right? Just have it so you can cover the entire bottom with one layer of bags of compost, right? So it's about, you want about three inches of compost on there to fill then. I think that would work just fine, if you're getting it delivered, right? Usually there is a limit, a, a low threshold, right? So it'd be like three cubic yards. You're gonna have to put your compost somewhere else. Also, you're gonna go way past what you need for your your multiple spots, or you're gonna have to make. So, I guess I would lean towards uh, either using compost that I had from my compost, or buying bags of compost. One bag flat Go. or get a load
2: and have all your neighbors do it at the same time share it with your neighbors
0: you could have a soil amendment block party oh my goodness this would be great yeah you could all put your brains together get your shovels do your test first it'd be a great summer project have the children help with yes yes i think There's it'd be fun. great but socially distancing of course. of course
2: with the mask on.
0: yes uh thank you both You have convinced me. I was a little skeptical at first when you said, oh, let's do soil amendments. And I said, okay, how can we make this understandable? And it certainly um, is a lot more clear now. And I hope it's a lot more clear for our listeners. And hopefully they'll consider especially that five by five because it's not that much. And it's a cool DIY project that they can do at their home. Yeah. And thanks to folks at the UW that did all the research. Absolutely. Uh, If you have any other questions, please uh, like our Facebook page, City of Madison Engineering. We're also on Twitter, and we're always here for you as a resource every day in engineering.